Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody out there in West Georgia. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope that everybody had a great weekend, as we have got a lot to talk about in the show, including the Atlanta Falcons lose to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, Nick Saban returning for the University of Alabama as Alabama gets ready for that big showdown in two weeks against Florida in the SEC title game. And Georgia Tech gets their biggest victory in basketball in over a decade. But first... I want to talk about the Atlanta Falcons, this crazy NFL week as we got into week 13 and we're getting ready to wind down the season and the Falcons did not help themselves out by losing to the New Orleans Saints 21 to 16 and Raheem Morris, if he thought that he was going to get this job permanently at the end of the season, I just don't think it's going to happen. The Falcons were just not buttoned up. They were not prepared to play the Saints. Too many chances for the Falcons on third down. They could not extend drives And Matt Ryan just looks like a pedestrian quarterback. There's no excuses. He had all his receivers back. He had Calvin Ridley. He had Julio Jones. He had Russell Gage. He had Hayden Hurst. He also had Todd Gurley. Everybody was back. This was a game that they were supposed to win. The New Orleans Saints rattled off eight straight victories. And they were coming into this game 9-2. and Yes, the best record in the NFC. The Falcons played them two weeks ago and lost that game 24-9. They came out and just steamrolled the Raiders last week. So you think that the momentum would carry them into this home game as they're taking on their division rival. Well, you thought wrong. The Saints were up 21-9. The Falcons had some turnovers. Matt Ryan just could not get it going. Falcons had a chance at the end of the game to win the game, and Matt Ryan throws an incomplete pass in the end zone to Julio Jones. Even though the Falcons had a chance toward the end of the game with a Hail Mary, there was just no time left on the clock. They had to burn all their timeouts. The Falcons had their chances. The seven-yard loss by Todd Gurley was not doing them any favors. Hats off to the Saints defense. Demario Davis, he is the most underrated middle linebacker in the NFL. I was impressed by the defense and what the Saints were able to do. I think the defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, could get an NFL head coaching job. He's been a head coach before, and right now the Saints are in the driver's seat for the number one seed in the NFC, and right behind them is the Green Bay Packers. The Packers just continue winning as they defeated the Eagles. The Eagles went to Jalen Hurts in this game. Carson Winch was benched. The Packers jumped out to a 23 to three lead and in comes Jalen Hurts he throws a 32 yard touchdown pass to Greg Ward and then the Eagles had a punt return by Jalen Reger Jalen Hurts is coming in he looked poised he looked impressive and it's a one score game but the Packers did put it away Jalen Hurts went five for 12 109 yards a touchdown in an interception that didn't tell the whole story the whole story is that Carson Wentz got benched and this former MVP candidate who led the Eagles to an incredible regular season and then got injured in the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. I think it's in his head. You have a Nick Foles statue right outside the stadium and Carson Wentz who has a lot of 
issues because he just doesn't have any help. First of all, his offensive line is banged up. With his offensive line being banged up, the Eagles need to have a mobile quarterback. They need somebody that could get out of the pocket. Jalen Hurts could get the job done, and I think that Coach Peterson could go to Jalen Hurts. Another thing that's hurting Carson Wentz is the coaching staff that has left the Eagles since the Super Bowl. You have Frank Reich and you have John DeFlippo, and they both left, and I think that helped Carson Wentz when they were there, and Carson Wentz just looks lost out there. I mean, you have the quarterback with the most sacks and the most interceptions in the season is just not getting it done. That's all about decision-making. And I think Carson Wentz just needs a fresh start. He is a good quarterback. I think he could use a fresh start somewhere else in the 2021 season. All right, looking down at the NFL scores, this playoff race is getting tight. It's great that we have this seventh team that makes the playoffs because everybody practically is in it, including the bottom of the NFC with the Chicago Bears, Vikings, 49ers, Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals losing to the Rams. Rams are now eight and four, and they are currently in first place in the NFC West as the Rams defeat the Cardinals in Arizona 38 to 28. And now the Cardinals are six and six. And with the 49ers at five and six, taking on the Buffalo Bills tonight, if the 49ers win that game, they're tied with the Cardinals. And even though Minnesota has the tiebreaker, they are six and six, and they currently have the seventh seat. It does not get easy down the stretch. Looking at the schedule, the Cardinals do have some tough games. The Vikings have to play the Buccaneers next week. Tampa Bay coming off a bye. That is going to be tough as well. But the biggest surprise in the National Football League, it's a shocker. I cannot believe that this game happened. The New York Football Giants travel up to the Pacific Northwest to upset the Seattle Seahawks 17 to 12. It was a defensive struggle all day. Seattle had a five nothing lead, but the running backs, Alfred Morris and Wayne Gallman, just taking them down the stretch. Giants had a 17 to five lead in the fourth quarter, but here comes Russell Wilson. You thought that Russell Wilson was gonna pull off some Russell Wilson magic? He almost did, and Seattle got the ball back, but Russell Wilson just sacked too many times, and that's gonna be a big problem. Sacked five times in this game. Seattle's offensive line is their biggest weakness. Yes, they figured out the defense, and that's great. Seattle is now eight and four. They did not do themselves any favors by losing this game. Yes, they do have a little bit easier schedule as they will take on the New York Jets and the Washington football team. They could go to 10 and four, but then they can end up losing to the Rams and losing to the 49ers to go 10 and six. Still be in the playoffs, but a Seattle Seahawks team needs to have home games in the playoffs. When you get into the divisional championship game and the NFC championship game, you got New Orleans and Green Bay waiting there. It's gonna be a lot tougher to beat Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees on the road. And so Seattle not doing themselves any favors right now. They currently hold the five seed, they would have to go on the road in that first round of the playoffs. All right, looking at the other scores, how about that game against the Raiders and the Jets? They're calling it the Miracle of the Meadowlands. They're going to have to come up with another name because that was already taken by the Eagles and Giants game a while back. But Derek Carr, with five seconds left, throws a Hail Mary to Henry Ruggs III, and the Las Vegas Raiders defeat the winless Jets 31-28. Good luck because the Jets have to play the Seahawks next week, and I don't think they're going to win that game. You got the Minnesota Vikings, who currently hold the seventh seed in the NFC playoff picture as they defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-24. What a difference maker Dalvin Cook has been since he's been back. The Minnesota Vikings are just a better team. Kirk Cousins is improved, and that defense, where they lost a lot of players on that defense last year, they've improved as well. They're coming along, and I think that Dalvin Cook and the resurgence of the Vikings, the way that they have 
carry themselves now six and six into the playoff hunt as they rallied off two straight. They've won the last five out of six games after losing to the Falcons. You thought their season was over, but they rallied off and their only loss in the last couple of weeks has been to the Dallas Cowboys. The Vikings are right now six and six and they are poised to make the playoffs. That could save coach Mike Zimmer's job. Remember the Vikings were in the playoffs last year. They had a very talented team and now they have a chance to get into the playoffs as well. How about the Cleveland Browns defeating the Tennessee Titans? I did not see this coming. The Browns go into Nashville and defeat the Titans and they're now nine and three and the Titans are eight and four, but they have some bad losses, losing to the Bengals, losing to the Browns, something about this AFC North. They lost to the Steelers and they lost to the Colts. I mean, there were some games, it doesn't matter if they play on the road or play at home. It just was a bad matchup for a Tennessee Titans team that's banged up. Their defense can't get anybody on third down. They have offensive tackle Taylor Lewan that's out. Nick Chubb had a great game, 18 carries, 80 yards, but it was the play of Baker Mayfield. Where has this been all season? 25 of 33, 334 yards, four touchdowns, and no picks. There's a stat on Baker Mayfield that if he has a quarterback rating of 70 or higher, the Browns win the game. That's how talented the Browns are. They got a pretty easy schedule. They're taking on the struggling Ravens next week. They take on the Giants, even though the Giants have been hot and they are currently in first place. And then they take on the Jets. And then that game toward the end of the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steelers could already have wrapped up the number one seed. And so they could be end up playing their reserves and the Browns can end up winning that game too. You're looking at a 12 and four, 13 and three season for the Cleveland Browns as they're trying to make the postseason for the first time since 2002. That would be great for Browns fans. I look at the Cleveland Browns and I think fool's gold because I thought Baker Mayfield was not an elite quarterback, but this team has a talented team around them. And I think that head coach Kevin Stefanski is a candidate for coach of the year. Looking around the other teams in the National Football League to a Tagovailoa actually came back for the Dolphins and they defeat the Bengals as they are right now eight and four. And if the Bills lose tonight, they will be in a virtual tie with the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East to get into the playoffs. Don't look now, but the New England Patriots are now six and six as they are not going away. What a game plan by Bill Belichick and defensive coordinator. What a game plan by Bill Belichick and offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. The Patriots go into SoFi Stadium and defeat the Chargers. 45 to nothing and they did it without cam newton passing for 100 yards they did it with special teams they did it with a block punt is bill belichick the coach of the year even though they're six and six you look at their record their record's not all that impressive but what a job that bill belichick has done for this team where they had most of their defensive players opt out you lose your hall of fame quarterback to free agency with tom brady leaving the buccaneers you lose your hall of fame tight end even though he was retired last year they have no playmakers at the wide receiver they developed this great running back damian harris who's a rookie that came out of alabama and the new england patriots are getting it done with a quarterback that nobody wanted they picked him up toward the late end of the offseason and cam newton has been managing the game pretty well you got to remember the new england patriots are buttoned up as an organization and they do it the patriot way all right so these two teams fighting for a playoff position the detroit lions they go into soldier field and defeat the chicago bears 34 to 30 
as Daryl Bevel gets a victory as the interim coach. Lions are 5-7, and seven, and the Bears are also 5-7. and seven. They're looking on the outskirts of the playoffs. And the Sunday night game, the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Denver Broncos 22-16. Broncos actually made this competitive, and they got Drew Locke back. And that was good, but the Kansas City Chiefs are still rolling. They're trying to get home field advantage as they are trying to keep pace with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, the Steelers will take on the Washington football team tonight on a Monday night doubleheader. And you got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Buffalo Bills. I like the 49ers chances in this game. I think that there's too much on the line for the 49ers. They know if they win this game that they will go to six and six and they'll be in a tie with the Vikings and the Cardinals for that final playoff spot. And I honestly think that the 49ers could run the table. They got Buffalo this week. They got the Washington football team next week. They got a Sunday night matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. And then their final two games are against the Arizona Cardinals and then the Seattle Seahawks at home. They could run the table and go 10-6. and Yes, that's kind of reach in there, but the 49ers are continuing to get healthy. They're getting everybody back. There is a chance they could get Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle back for that last game of the season. I like their chances. College football over the weekend, we had some top 25 matchups and Ohio State getting a big victory in East Lansing, 52-12, to trying to impress the committee. They're currently fourth in the college football playoff, and if they want to make the Big Ten championship, they have got to play that game against Michigan next week. I know Michigan had some COVID outbreaks, and they will be eligible if they get that game in. Ohio State had to cancel two games this year because of COVID, but they're trying to show the committee that they are a great football team despite the amount of victories they have. Alabama welcomed back Nick Saban, and he delivered as the Alabama Crimson Tide go into Death Valley and destroy LSU 55-17. to This has been a terrible year for the LSU Tigers. Their national championship head coach, Ed Orgeron, he said that they'll be back. They lost a lot of players to the NFL, but they weren't even competitive. This team that was known for their defense allowed Alabama just to go down and score touchdown after touchdown. Mac Jones just looked like an incredible Heisman winner. Najee Harris, three touchdowns. Alabama is just having one of those seasons where everything is going right. It's credit to their offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian. Yes, Nick Saban is the leader of men. He's the greatest college football coach of all time. But this offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, usually in year two, when you get into his system, it is rolling. He was doing that with the Falcons. In year two with the Atlanta Falcons, the offense was rolling. And that's what's going on here. It's going to allow Mac Jones to get an NFL contract. He will probably be a first-round pick. And you'll have another Alabama quarterback in the NFL. How about this? Next season, you could possibly have three Alabama quarterbacks starting in the NFL. That is amazing. That's never happened in the history of Alabama football. Of course, LSU still has to play Florida, and then they'll have to play Ole Miss and they're trying to wrap up this season. It's been a disaster of a season for the LSU Tigers. So Alabama in two weeks will take on the Florida Gators in the SEC Championship game in Atlanta. You have two unknown quarterbacks from last year, Mac Jones going up against Kyle Trask. You have strength on strength. You have Kyle Pitts, the best tight end in all of college football. You have that Florida offense led by head coach Dan Mullen going up against the Alabama defense. It's going to be a back and forth game between two talented, offenses. The defense for Florida is not as buttoned up, but they have a talented defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham. They have some talent on defense. They could get it going, and that's going to be just two 
heavyweights going at it, Alabama and Florida in two weeks. Looking at some of the other scores in college football, Clemson having no problem with Virginia Tech, 45-10. to Iowa State defeating West Virginia. They're getting ready for a showdown in the Big 12 title game against Oklahoma. Iowa State trying to work, trying to win their first ever Big 12 championship. And Oklahoma rallies back and they started the year one and two. And they're finishing off strong to try to win their conference to get into an impressive bowl game. Notre Dame having no problem with Syracuse, 45 to 21. And so it's going to look like a showdown, Notre Dame. So it's going to look like a big showdown in two weeks. Clemson and Notre Dame won once again, but this time Clemson should have Trevor Lawrence back. I think Clemson actually will get the victory there, and we'll see how we'll see how that matchup is going to be. That is going to be just a great game. You got some great games going on in two weeks, and I cannot wait. But college football is winding down, and we get ready for bowl season. Going to preview some of the bowl games. Congratulations to Florida for defeating Tennessee, thirty-one to nineteen, as Florida will take on LSU next week. Texas A&M still in the hunt for the college football playoff. They defeat Auburn at the Plains 31-20. What a season that Texas A&M has had. 7-1. Jimbo Fisher, I'm not saying he was on the hot seat. The Texas A&M Aggie alumni has given him a lot of money. But Jimbo Fisher is getting the job done this year. The only loss they have was to Alabama. Texas A&M looks impressive. I don't think they have enough to get into the college football playoff because they won't play in the SEC title game, but they'll get a decent bowl game. All right, we've had some college basketball action locally here in Georgia. Georgia Tech pulls off the upset of the day, defeating the Kentucky Wildcats 79-62 to in Atlanta for a... Now, I've witnessed Georgia Tech basketball in the last 10 years. They have not been the same since they reached the championship game in 2004. They've had some great players from the NBA, including Chris Bosh and Iman Shumpert and Derek Favors. But after Derek Favors left back in 2008, 2009, when they went to the NCAA tournament, they have not been the same team. They've gone through three cro- they've gone through three coaches, Paul Hewitt, Brian Gregory, and now Josh Pastner. But this is the biggest win they've had in over 12 years since the last time they went to the NCAA tournament. Kentucky, who was ranked 20th, is off to their worst start in team history, 1-3. and three. And Big Blue Nation is not happy with the performance Coach John Calipari has done. Georgia Tech is now 1-2 and two after losing to Georgia State and Mercer. Two teams in the state of Georgia. Georgia Tech gets a big victory led by Moses Wright with 21 points. He shot 9 of 14. And this could be a win that could catapult Georgia Tech's program as they are competing in the ACC and it is tough for the Yellow Jackets. But they have been one of those teams that has underachieved. They should be getting high school recruits every year. I mean, the number one high school recruit in the state of Georgia went to the University of Georgia. How could you lose Anthony Edwards to your in-state rival? Georgia Tech has got to get it, got to get it going. And this is one of those wins that could get their program going. And Kentucky should feel embarrassed after losing to the Yellow Jackets. I wanted to mention that because that was a big victory last night for the Yellow Jackets, as I will preview the college basketball season as we got conference games coming up in January, which includes locally here in Columbus, the Columbus State Cougars. And I'm excited about previewing their season. I want to thank all my listeners who have downloaded my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. I'm on the airwaves three days a week 
but starting January 4th, January 4th, 2021, I will go back to five days a week because we are going to break down in depth all the college basketball, all the NBA and local teams here in Columbus. We'll break them down every day. And I'll start focusing this podcast back on local Columbus sports. Of course, I'll do the national scene as well. But I hope that everybody is able to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel and comment down below on whatever video that you have clicked on. And I really appreciate your feedback. And don't forget that I will answer questions as well. If you have any questions about sports, I'll be glad to share them with you on the air. I hope that everybody has a great day, and I will talk to you Wednesday. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.